Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean Gann, along with my partner Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at JustSayingNoGWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to get us in your ear on Spotify at JustSayingFootball, especially this weekend uh, with Week 15, because we got games Saturday and we got games on Sunday, and we got games on Monday. Just yeah. so many games this week. So many games. I mean, so now uh, it's getting to that point in the season. College football is over, so they're doing triple headers every Saturday. So mm-hmm. get ready for that because we're going to be breaking them down. Uh, how do you want to get them started? Well, we're going to jump right in. We've got the Indianapolis Colts making the way to my Minnesota Vikings on Saturday at 1 p.m. I cannot stress enough. Get your lineup set yeah. uh, for fantasy early. Make sure that you're chilling early on Get Saturday. Get the flex players out of the Thursday game. Yeah, out, out of the Saturday game yeah, if you need. If you need that. Uh, Minnesota's favorite in this one, minus four, 48 and a half point over under on this one. Vikings had a brutal loss despite a 223-yard receive, receiving yeah. performance by J.J. and a 400-yard passing performance from Kirk Cousins. <coughs> Vegas knows, man. They know. They know. they know because last week we doubted and we said – well, why are the Lions favored? I mean, they are just hot right now. But the Vikings, it's not that they're cold right now. It's just that they have been in a lot of really close games. And last week, they kind of let that one get away from them. Uh, the Colts right now, 4-8-1. and one. Not looking like their playoff chances are alive. But the Vikings can clinch the NFC North if they win this one. And uh, if Detroit loses their game, that helps as well. Um, but they, that. you know, they could have clinched it last week. So, how are you feeling about that huge performance last week by Justin Jefferson going into this week? Oh, I love that performance by JJ, both as a fantasy football owner of JJ and also a Vikings fan. Um, that being said, I don't like the lack of running from Dalvin Cook that we've been seeing recently. I think you know, seven carries for 34 yards, and then you decide to kind of just get away from that entirely. Yeah. That's just not that's just not going to be our success. I say, I say time and time again, the Vikings just have always, like, historically had success when yeah. they run the ball well, and I think you just have to continue to do that. So hopefully you find that. But more importantly, our defense just needs to get it together. This passing defense is starting to become a little bit of a, of a joke, hopefully with Harrison Smith back in this game. That helps with that veteran leadership and our captain yeah. you know, directing directing some players and that kind of stuff. But if they don't get it together, if, if we make it to the playoffs, you know, it's going to be tough, and that won't be fun for me You know, yeah. if our defense is going to continue to play like this. I am going with the Vikings in this one. The Colts right now with Jeff Saturday haven't done enough to really show me that they're better than they were uh, under Frank Reich. Yeah. You know? So I will lean with the Vikings and with what JJ can do and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, who's opening up this passing game a lot. Uh, JJ's 500 yards from hitting yeah. 2,000 yards could become JJ 2K. Just so he's going to need 125 yards each of the next four games to do that. But, I mean, if he gets around 110 per game, he's looking at like Calvin Johnson kind of numbers, which is – just impressive for a guy who's not even off his rookie deal. You know, I when know. Calvin did that, he was at his peak. Uh, so just goes to show uh, the Indianapolis defense has, has played a little bit better this year. But I have to say, you know, Matt Ryan was kind of what got them to the slow start in the beginning. And even though he's been kind of a bright spot for their offense, uh, better than Ellinger, um, I think that the one thing about Matt Ryan is that he's feeding Michael Pittman a lot. And he's feeding, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor the ball. They understand Absolutely. it goes through the run game. If Indianapolis wants to win this game, they're going to have to manage the clock well. Um, but the Vikings, they know what's on the line. They are in shock of last week's divisional loss. And I'm going to go with them at home, and I'm going to take them at minus four as well. 
All right, I like that. Michael Pittman over 100 yards in this game? Um, I, I would say he gets over 80, but I'm not confident that they have. It's not about the Vikings' weak defense. If he gets 10 targets, he can he can always do that. But for me, I like him around like the 85 range just because I don't know if they have the offensive output to give it to him. But if they're running... They're running behind. He actually, you know, he really could. There's a good chance. I'll right. actually, I'll actually say there is a good chance he does that. All right, I like that. Moving along in our Saturday games, Kansas enough Saturday, four thirty. We have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored in this one, minus three, thirty-eight and a half point over under uh, on this one. Ravens walked away with a narrow, narrow win last yeah. week. You gotta wonder uh, if Kenny Pickett didn't go down, would they even have been able to win that game against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I don't know. Pittsburgh didn't look too good, and we'll go kind of more into that in a little bit. I mean, you know, just – but the Ravens, they really, really were able to just eke out a win is like the way I could say it. Like you said, I do believe that they would have lost that game. Um, without Lamar Jackson, you can definitely tell that there's a difference. Um, you know, Brett Hundley may get the start this week. Tyler Hundley – um, you know, he did all right last week. It was really the run game for Baltimore over 200 yards, uh, 120 of them from J.K. Dobbins. Um, but I got to say, I, I don't like the Ravens that much in this one. They're on Neither the road. Cleveland has had some weird, you know, victories this year. Uh, this one seems like they have more of an advantage. They're going to need to utilize the run game heavily. Um, so I see a big Nick Chubb game at home. Cleveland's five and eight. They got nothing to lose and Not to knock off a division opponent while they're down. Uh, it's it's kind of a win for them, a double win for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the Browns did not play great last week. Now they did the Ravens. I think what we're seeing right now with Baltimore is that the offense does go and caters around Lamar Jackson's strengths. Yeah. And that's that's totally fine. They've found that success. He is their franchise quarterback unless he wants to leave to New York and join the Giants. Um but I think what we're seeing now is that because they don't have a true wide receiver one, you know, Deshaun Jackson's their wide receiver one right now. Maybe it's to Marcus Robinson. You're seeing that a, another quarterback who isn't Lamar Jackson can't go in there and find that same success. No one is the playmaker that Lamar Jackson is in terms of yeah. his running ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ob- obviously, Rodgers is a playmaker and Allen's a playmaker. I'm not saying yeah, they are playmakers, yeah. but I mean, like, with what he does with his legs. So you're seeing that when you don't have Lamar Jackson, when it's Tyler Huntley or if it's Brent Huntley or if it's. Uh, and uh, uh, Anthony Brown, whoever it is that needs to come in, yeah. they're not going to bring that same athleticism that Lamar Jackson brings. So even though they're going to keep running the ball maybe the as much as they do, it's not going to be the guy who can make four guys miss, spin move, and is off to the races for a 60-yard touchdown like he did against the Bengals a few years ago. Yeah. So we're seeing that they clearly need to figure out and get more weapons for this passing attack. For when this happens, at least the passing game can step up. Yeah, and I mean, I I think that it it's also on Cleveland's passing game where they where they don't really have like you know they just don't have the the Amari Cooper man like it's, it's been waves yeah man. and Njoku <clears throat> I love David Njoku this season Andrew. and I, I feel like now they've moved away from kind of giving him the the love that he needs as as a, as a potential top ten tight end, um, but. I, I like Cleveland at, you know, three. This is, you know, it just shows by the line. It's only expected 38 and a half points. I mean, like. Not a lot of scoring in this I, one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this one either. Yeah, but also some injury news for the Browns. Uh, Jeremiah Ousukoromoa has been placed on the IR. Yeah, That's some hit. huge news. He's a great second-year linebacker. Um, just something to monitor. Let's keep this moving along. So we have our Saturday night football game. Now, if this was on Sunday. Not Saturday like yeah. it is. It probably would have been our game of the week. Uh, we have the Miami Dolphins making their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, Buffalo is favored in this one by minus 7.5, 42-point over-under here. Now, 
some mm. some weather news here because this is really yes. important. <clears throat> it's going to be zero degrees in Buffalo. Now, if you're from the Midwest Oof. or you're from the Northeast, you, you'll you be semi-familiar to that weather. Yeah. But in Miami, they're not used to that. And supposedly <laughs> last week in L.A., they had heaters on the sideline in the yeah. game that was 55 degrees. And it's a big it's a big deal. Zero to fifty five degrees is People a huge are like, difference. why are they not talking about it? But if this team can only play in at a warm. certain temperature, the I mean, you gotta, you gotta you're worry. talking about maybe going you know, you're not you may not be able to win this division if you don't win this game if yeah. you're Miami. Right? You drop you, you drop to eight and six. Yeah. They go up to eleven and three. But like you're if, not winning that division. It's like it's 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 just like with the advantage that Buffalo has right now, they are up and they are going to have – they're trying to get that first seed. They want the playoffs to run through Buffalo. Absolutely. Uh, and it kind of starts with a win like this. I got to say, I'm, I like them. Miami got them week three uh, on a very, very slight victory, and um, they want that back. You know, uh, I think Josh Allen, remember they had the, the small incompletion on the goal line. They drove all the way back up after getting the safety on the block punt. They had the chance. Um, I mean – they're gonna. I feel like this is gonna be a big running week for Buffalo. I kind of like Singletary in this one. They're gonna try to control the clock, take the ball away from Tua, and Absolutely. they got some great secondary players in Buffalo, which kind of worries me because the last two weeks we have seen the Chargers and the 49ers start to figure out Miami's deep passing game. If you ask me, yeah, you know there was a great analysis I was watching where if you go back and you watch the the that game Miami versus the Chargers. Miami really loves to throw it directly down the middle of the field and yeah. in between the in between the numbers, and the Chargers just completely said, "We're not going to let you Do pass that. down the middle of the field. We're <laughs> yeah. going to take that away." And they they just did not find anything outside yeah. the numbers. They're in rushing turn. their linebackers back. They're moving their safeties back five yards in the in the play. It was, they are anticipating it com- every play. And Miami had no response. And to your point about uh, Singletary, like one of the things that I'm also worried about this game is that. The defense for Miami is their Achilles heel, and it is coming through the mm. scoring and the passing yards. But with the way that this game will will play in the cold, the best way in, yeah. in any context, but especially in the cold, to sort of set the tone uh, is to hit that person as hard as you can. And when you yeah. get hit in the cold, <laughs> yeah, that, that hurts a little bit more. And if you're not used to the cold, and you set the ground and pound offense right off the bat, and you say my yeah. offensive line are better than your defensive line, they're going to hit you hard. Every single play in this cold, yeah. that Miami defense will not want to be around. And Josh Allen can go 11 for 14, 175 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Because Singletary and uh, Cook and Hines on the ground are just going to absolutely dominate. And they'll be totally fine with that. And I think you're right, though. I think that's like their recipe for success in this one is like just really be mean mugging, run the ball down yeah. this Miami defense throat, set this tone, hit them really hard off the bat. They got heaters in 55 degrees weather. Yeah. You ain't ready for the zero degree weather. I know. That's They're all going to sure. be in like those like weighted thermal jackets this weekend. Um, but Buffalo, I mean, I got to say, they've won four straight right now. They're hot um, and everything, but obviously their stadium temperature. So I'm going to say that, you know, they get the revenge here. They get a three-game advantage on Miami. And, you know, they take a very serious lead on, on the AFC East, especially it's a, you know, especially with the way that the, especially with the win over the Jets last week and the Jets obviously coming off of two losses, the Vikings, yeah. now the, the Bills. This is a huge chance for the Bills to say, and hey. And then the Patriots winning on Monday night. 
Yeah, this, this is, division's getting hot. I, I like it. I like it. Let's keep this moving along. We are we're getting into our Sunday games now. We're gonna kick it off with our blowout games. We have the Philadelphia Eagles making their way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Philadelphia's favorite is by minus nine, 48 and a half point over under. Uh Eagles have officially made it to the playoffs with the win over the Giants last week, a dominating win. I'm sorry, buddy. Um I'm going with the Eagles in this one. The the Bears defense has not been great all season, so I think yep. that the Eagles are going to be able to have a field day on this. And if Justin Fields is in, this will obviously give the Bears an opportunity, I think, to put up points. Yeah. But the defense of the Eagles has just been so deep. Their secondary has been playing so well all season. The passing de- the passing offense of the Bears is just not there, and I think they'll be able to s- to maybe slow down Justin Fields like uh, enough. Yeah. So I, I, definitely the Eagles in this one. I think the Eagles they just have so many good players, such good depth. Uh, you know, I saw name I was one good them. player on yeah. the Eagles. AJ Brown, Devontae, <laughs> yeah. and those Jaylen, are just the those are just the position and, players. We even gone across the offensive I line. I know the offensive line. I mean, last week I saw you know Lane Johnson versus Kayvon Thibodeau for a couple of plays, and I feel like the really great thing that you know Jalen Hurts is doing is the fact that he's being protected for so long. Where if he makes those running plays, you know he has the blocking downfield as well as you know just the time to throw where you see. All these quarterbacks with bad offensive lines turning the ball over, and there's a reason for that. He has not turned the ball over much this year, um, and, you know, he's just been incredible. I mean, I just want to mention, too, that this Eagles team, you know, they are second in rushing. The Bears are the best rushing team right now. But like you said, it's the Bears' defense for me that really is unable to kind of intimidate and the Eagles' defense right now against Justin Fields, it could be a really disruptive thing. Absolutely. I don't know if he if Fields has the weapons to get over a secondary like with Bradbury uh, and Darius Slay. I mean, that has really been a problem for teams this year. And um, I, I would take Philly by nine just because I think they could they could run away with it early. Awesome. I like that. Let's keep this moving along in our blowout games. We have the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe they're going to Houston to take on the Texans. Kansas City is here from this one by minus 14, over under here, 49 and a half. Uh, I do think this is a blowout for Casey. I would hit that minus 14 despite Houston uh, keeping it close, mm-hmm. almost winning the game last week against Dallas. Yeah. Um, we saw Kansas City go up against the Broncos last week. The Broncos have a great team. They just blew them up. They yeah. cannot stop with the gas pedal, though. That got a little scary towards the yeah. tail end of that game. Um, but I think that just, you know, it's – this is Casey against Houston. This would be a yeah. really lopsided I, match. I think, you know, the fact that it's in Houston, it's nice that all the Houston fans go get to watch these Kansas City <laughs> players, in my in my opinion. Like, it's just they're 1-11. They're one of two teams that are eliminated from the playoffs, three teams that are eliminated from the playoffs right now. Um, and, you know, this is a huge line. I mean, they're expecting points. But, again, with a 14-point spread, it's just kind of like they're expecting a lot of points on that. And, uh, I, I got you know, there's a couple of big shout-outs that you got to give out. I got to say, you know, um, Travis Kelsey, first tight end, uh, quickest tight end to 10,000 yards. Like, nobody saw that one coming. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's just insane that, you know, I think this is an easy matchup for him, um, a good matchup for the Chiefs to kind of have a uh, – you know, more of a winnable situation before the playoffs, you know, figure out maybe some cool stuff. And um, Houston, I mean, they got a lot of good young players. You know, I don't know about the situation with Brandon Cooks or what's going to happen with their quarterback and Davis Mills. But, um, you know, Chris Moore last week, I just want to give you a shout out. I mean, 10, 10, 124 and a touchdown. He could be like an interesting, um, you know, kind of playoff streamer. If if they have, uh, you know, more easy matchups after this, um, you know, just want to, 
Just want to throw that one out there. But I'll take Kansas City by 14, no problem. Yeah, I like that as well. All right, let's move along into our meh game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers making their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, Carolina's for this one by minus 2.5. Over under here, 38.5. Carolina, 4-4 four and four under Steve Wilkes. Yeah. That ain't yeah. bad. They're making statements, and, and their division may be terrible, but they are trying to stay in it, and they're staying competitive despite having no Christian McCaffrey, despite letting go of Baker Mayfield, despite – uh, all these things that the real goat. you know, they, yeah, all these <laughs> things that they went into the season, uh, they are just in a rebuild, but they are still competitive, and I, I respect that. The defense keeping them in it. I mean, last week we really like saw this Panthers team just kind of explode and, and be disruptive, and um, you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I do like them at home. It's a two and a half, which I don't like. But it's in their favor. It's the and worst. I, and I will say to take it, I think this game is a low-scoring one that comes down to a field goal. Um, and with possibly no Kenny Pickett, um, I kind of like how Sam Darnold's playing way more than I liked uh, what I saw from Mitch Trubisky last week. Yeah, I think if Kenny Pickett was in this one, I might feel a little bit more confident to go with yeah. the Steelers, uh, especially paired with that defense. I, last week, they they started off really well, and then Kenny Pickett went down. And you're gonna see it just totally changed the scope of their offense. I felt like a little bit, especially with just you know he I he is really starting to get it going with this team after a pretty slow, semi abysmal kind of start. I'm not saying yeah. that he's for sure gonna be around in five years, but I think you couldn't really ask for more given their offensive situation Definitely. at the moment. Definitely. But going up against Carolina's defense, I don't like that. I think that. You, Sam Darnold is much better than Mitchell Trubisky at the moment, and he is yeah. just playing better than what we've seen. So and, I, mean, I will look in the Panthers. Are literally, they are second. Like if if Tampa loses two games and, and they win two games, they're back in it. All of a sudden, I mean, they're still not out of it. It's crazy to say that considering <laughs> the season that they've had. But let's keep this moving because we have the Dallas Cowboys making their way to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Dallas favored in this by four and a, by minus four and a half. Over under here of forty seven and a half. Uh, Jacksonville, huge win on the road. Yeah. Just statement win over Tennessee. Did not expect Despite that. going up against their daddy and King Henry. Uh, didn't see that at all. Yeah. Um, 29 unanswered points at the end of the game. Um, you know, I was looking at the Jacksonville money line. I'm like, wow. Uh, you know, there's no way that they can kind of come back. And then all of a sudden they're up by two scores, and uh, even though they let Derrick Henry kind of do his thing in the first quarter, I believe he had like 10, 15 rushes in the first quarter, um, you know, they were able to step up. Their defense really made a big difference. Josh Allen had a great strip sack last week, and I think Jacksonville, they have been our big flip-flop like this season, you know, if, if not like, you know, it's just every just week that, that we doubt Trevor Lawrence and company, they just go hard. Uh, I got to say, Zay Jones, over the last four weeks, no receiver in the NFL has been targeted more than him. She's and balling I believe, out. I believe he's available in, like, a lot of leagues. If you need him for your fantasy playoffs, now's your chance. You know, all that being said, um, you know, Evan Ingram also going off. Jack's my guy, of course, mm-hmm. loves him. Uh, former Giant, great. Once a Giant, always a Giant. Um, yeah, thanks. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just don't think that this is going to be the game for Jacksonville. I think mm-hmm. that Dallas still is – you it's weird to say but they're still you know they're fighting for the seating at this point more than anything um now they've lost their division and they won't be able to to get that they're they're trying to just fight for that the easy seat they can get which would currently be five so dallas needs to get a win right now over jacksonville jacksonville's just looking for some respect on their name yeah they could make the playoffs they need a lot to go right 
for them to do that, but they're looking for some respect on the name. Maybe they just ruin someone's end of season, really yeah. mess up the Cowboys because the Cowboys dropped a ten and four. You know, what, you know what I mean. Yeah. It just puts a shake up all of a sudden in the NFC and and uh, for the for the playoff seating. So I think that that's all Jacksonville can do. But I think that the way that the Cowboys defense is going to bounce back after a mm. game against Houston is yeah. going to be huge because that was a, a little bit of an uncharacteristic game for them. Yeah, I, I did like, I got to say, you know, Dak Prescott, even though he's a Cowboys guy, I always say you got to praise him for his good play. I mean, 98-yard drive at the end of the game last week. Uh, I don't care who you do that against. That's super impressive to me. Um, you know, I love what Dallas has been able to do in both ends of the ball. Um you know, Sean mentioned it along with Nick Bosa right now. Micah Parsons is the, like, Vegas runaway defensive player of the year at the moment. Uh, and there's a reason for that. He's been incredibly impactful. He's trying to lead the league in sacks every week. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I think that what we didn't see enough last week was Trevor Lawrence getting pressured by the Tennessee defense. Uh, Dallas is going to be, I feel like, sending a lot more of defense to him. Um, I don't Michael like Parsons the, coming at him. Yeah, and I don't like the matchup of like Trayvon Diggs on any of these receivers uh, for the upside of their receivers. Um, I I don't like that matchup, so I'm going to go with Dallas. No problem in this one. Um, they're on the road, but I I do I do like them. All right, I like that. Let's keep this moving along. I uh, win the Atlanta Falcons making the way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. New Orleans is favoring this one by four and a half. My minus four and a half over under here of forty three and a half. Desmond Ritter era has officially begun in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, knee injury to, to Marcus Mariona slash benching. Now yeah. rumors this might be the end of his career, possible retirement. Yeah. Didn't like how the whole situation went down. So we're going to be monitoring that as the season continues uh, and into the offseason as well. But it is the Desmond Ritter yeah. era. Uh, New Orleans still rocking with the Red Rocket. Andy Dalton and um, you know obviously you know we we were really rooting for Jameis to kind of come back from injury be able to play but Dennis Allen feels like the way that Andy Dalton has played it kind of puts them in a position uh, to be able to win um, you know like we mentioned this NFC South along with the Panthers and the Bucks uh, with these two teams it is a mess right now um, you know and New Orleans they're four and nine they're really only two games out. We got four games left in the season. Anything can happen. They're favored actually pretty heavy for a team that has a lower record to this point in the season. Um, but they're at home. New Orleans at home. People always say, oh, you know, you know, we're the tougher places to play. Definitely in New Orleans. I feel like they really have a crowd make a statement. They know how to play well and prepare there. Um, but I, I, I'm going to go with them out the, out the gate this week. I don't know if I like the four and a half. I'll probably just put the new Orleans, like if, if they, you know, if they win, um, because the fact is at the end of the day, I, I like what Andy Dalton's been doing. Chris Olave has been playing very well. Alvin Kamara starting to get back to his ways. Um, he's had boom weeks and bust weeks, but he's having Absolutely. a little more. Um, and you know, and they got a, they got Taysom Hill, who's uh Sean's guy, who's a huge X factor. And, I mean, without you know, this is going to be the first start, like you said, for Ritter. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you usually feel about it? Like a first start of quarterback against like a division opponent, you know? Always going to be a little bit tougher. But that being said, I am going to go with the Falcons. I don't know why there's something about this week. I think it's because Ooh. they had the bye, okay. So they've had this extra time to prepare for the Saints. They knew that he was coming. I'm sure that Arthur Smith told him that he was a starter long before media news mm -hmm. outlets got a hold of that. Good you know, this boy, team yeah. was aware. So he started to prep around that. They know that they know this opponent really, really well. They know this opponent inside and out. 
So I think it always kind of sucks to go up against your division opponent, but I think that they did everything that they could given their situation to sort of set up Desmond Ritter to find success in his first game, which is you're coming off a bias to get a little bit of extra time. We're not necessarily just making this change just to make a change. Yeah. It's coming off of an injury. We're giving you the heads up ahead of time, and it's an opponent that we know and have played this season pretty well. Yeah. So I think they've given him the at least the the necessary tools to make this change so late in the season. Like you said, four games left right now. Yeah. Um, they can still win the division. They can still make the playoffs. So you have to do this knowing that he can take the rain despite the injury, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going with the Falcons is just like kind of a surprising. The Saints have been kind of, have been hit and miss all season despite a great defense. And I think that, you know, why not have a great bet out there yeah. for the Falcons and make some money? All right. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, wrong with that. What, what about the next game where you definitely don't want to be putting any money on This is probably all. one of our worst games uh, of the entire week. It's Arizona Cardinals making the way to Denver to take on the Broncos. Denver's favoring this by minus three, over under here of 36. Definitely go with the under on 36 on this one. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, Arizona will not will be without Kyler Murray as he has suffered a torn ACL non-contact on Monday night. Oh. Broncos might also be without uh, Russell Wilson. Will probably be without Russell Wilson based off of the way he looked after he got hit mm-hmm. uh, in the concussion protocol. Um, so we're going to be without the... Yeah, it's looking like uh, Colt McCoy, Brett Rippin, kind good of old game. Sunday showdown. And Brett Rippin has won, has, has won some games. He has won so, some so, games. So is Colt McCoy. So is Colt McCoy. With Jared Judy last week, I think it was huge. Um, and, and it's really about both of these receivers, uh, Car- Hopkins for the Cardinals and Judy for the Broncos, to really step up this week um, and, and just kind of help their quarterbacks out a little bit. Um, you know, James Conner, I think now the rest of the season, I don't know – if he will be the running back for the Cardinals next year. Right. But I also think that if he's going to go out and get paid and get to another team, he needs to be successful for these last four games. That's the only philosophy I feel like he can have. Um, I got to say, though, Denver's defense has feasted this year. It's legit. We talk about it all the time. They lose. They're like the opposite of Minnesota being 10-3. and three. They're 3-10 and because they lose these one-possession games, and they don't score – um, but they keep people from scoring. In Arizona, last week, after they lost Kyler, we saw them score 13 points, and then they got shut out in the second half. And this Denver defense is going to look at and see what really are these weaknesses of Colt McCoy. Um, I think there will be a lot of pressure from them. I, I think that's Pat Sertain. He's going to have a lot to step up this week against DeAndre Hopkins. So be, it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a great matchup. I, I'm going with the Broncos. I think just for me more than anything, it's, it's coming down to exactly what you said, which yeah. is the defense. Like, uh, I, Colt McCoy can move this offense, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the Broncos defense has played legit all season. Despite, and they're eliminated. Yeah, despite despite their game against Casey last week. But if you think about it, they lit up 26 points in the first half. Yeah. And they only lit up eight points in the second half. They buckled down on defense. They yeah. stopped making those those errors, that kind and of stuff. And I don't stuff. know if Colt McCoy is the guy who can overcome that defense. I feel like I'd be saying the same thing about Kyler Murray if he was in. But the fact that he's not, it's definitely an extra. And it's like he, Colt McCoy does not run the ball like Kyler Murray does. Yeah, <laughs> so you take away that like, you take away that huge factor. So I'll, I'll go with the Broncos in this yeah. one. I think they get to 4 and 10. I like that. that. Let's move this along. We have the New England Patriots making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. New England's favorite in this one by minus 1, which means that Vegas has no idea what's going on. Over under here 44. 
Uh, Matt Judon, 13 sacks. Max Crosby, 11 and a half sacks. Looking like a good defensive game. We got the Master versus Padawan, the Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels going on on this, this one. This is really this is the perfect time to break out the Star Wars reference, definitely because yeah, it's it great. is. It's you know, and they're going to be in Vegas in the Death Star. It's going to be a freaking good time. I mean, so uh, Vegas, man. I mean, five and eight. They've been showing some sparks the last couple of weeks, <clears> but. It has not been too good for them in the sense that it's a little too late, right? And then with New England, you know, Belichick is he he doesn't care. He's trying to get into the playoffs right now. Yeah, look, the Raiders seem to get so close and yet somehow end up being so far from from their goals simultaneously and it's it's just starting to hurt me and I'm not even a Raiders fan. So, I can only imagine when it's like for everyone else out there that is a Raiders fan. Pardon me. I'm going with the Patriots in this one. Um, I don't mm. trust the Raiders. I started to, and then they did me wrong. And they Just hurt you. So, so wrong. And I think, you know, Bill Belichick knows Josh McDaniels really, really well. And obviously, Josh McDaniels is very familiar with this team inside and out. He was the, the offensive coordinator <laughs> of them last year. And obviously, he's worked with Bill Belichick for years. And he knows Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. He knows, he knows the ins and outs. And I think that... But I think that there's more people that know Josh McDaniels than there are people that know the Patriots. Yeah. So I, I'll lean towards that. And I don't think Bill Belichick will want to lose to his pupil. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I, a pride thing also. Yeah. It's like when Nick Saban goes against like Kirby Smart. Like He, he doesn't want to lose that game. It's the coaching tree. I feel like we yeah. talk about a lot. You're right. That's that's very true. Kyle like, Shanahan said, Mike McDaniel, you're still the Padawan. Yeah. This is now Bill Belichick's chance to say that to Josh McDaniels as well. And the Raiders, it could be a devastating blow to them as far as playoff contention goes. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I, I think the Patriots are going to do, I think this is the week that they start to figure out their offense. Mac Jones has obviously been frustrated with the fact that, you know, there's been injuries, but there's also – he not, not specifically with that, but with that, they're not adjusting. You know, yeah. They, like Damian Harris was out. They didn't really use Stevenson the right way. Stevenson goes out the other day. They have Harris running well, and then they start to use Pierre Strong, and then they don't really throw the ball. And then Jacoby Myers is out now, and Devontae Parker's out. But I do believe the Patriots' defense are going to stop Derek Carr this week. Derek Carr, 20 touchdowns in 13 games. And think about this. like He has 20 touchdowns, 12 of them to Adams. Like, 60% of his passing touchdowns at, like, 80% of the season are to one guy. I mean, And I know he's had his other guys out, but there's less adjustments, believe it or not, Mac Jones happening in Vegas week by week than this on your offense, you know? That's just the Devontae Adams effect. And before we just move this along into our good games, just have to say one thing about Devontae Parker. Mm -hmm. The botched yes. concussion call by the NFL on Monday Night Football was just at was just unacceptable. Ooh. I mean, they talk about like protecting our players and like it's it's hard to protect against concussions because it's an internal brain injury, not an external brain injury. Um, and of course, you're just hitting each hitting each other at super high speeds and getting thrown to the ground at and super fast paces. So things happen. But to see a player stand up, physically wobbly, completely out of it, is standing there trying to line up and is just shaking, shaking, shaking. And you have a teammate saying, get down, get down. He's looking yeah. around. You have players looking around. There's no one on the NFL side. They don't have their concussion person there saying, you know, we got to take a look at him. That's just unacceptable. There are just some moments in the NFL 
where they do something so right and they get they start to implement the right things but then there's just something so obvious that they just egregiously miss and it's gotten to the point where like you cannot allow this to happen yeah you know, these are these are young adults these are young guys and that's a brain injury you know what i mean this is not an ankle injury that you know you, you get a surgery and it still sucks and you yeah. can come back for it that this is your brain if this you know there are cases of people that are like 25 that have or or 30 that have a ct and they have issues of a 50 year old 60 year old yeah. so it's like you have to do everything you can to protect them and make sure that they're not out there for a play what if mac jones called hike and Devontae Parker tried to run around yeah. and got hit again. What would like what would have happened? That's what then? I'm it's just like you, you don't want to even think about it, and then all of a sudden you think about like you know if yeah. that happened and there was a video of them running a play with him like that. I mean that the fact that there's a concussion spotter and that guy is not going out and he's not like, calling it. You got to you know, do you better. Just, you know there has to be things where maybe there's like multiple different people but you know he needed to be treated right away and it was definitely just not not right for them to keep absolutely going. absolutely do better nfl let's keep this moving though because we got some good games coming up when the detroit lions make their way to new york to take on the jets new york are his favorite by minus one over under here 44 now that means that vegas does not know jared goff lit up the vikings last week 330 yards three touchdowns uh, at home mike white though got that dog in him two injuries Broken ribs and whatnot, still playing out there. Went yeah. to the hospital right after the game. Said, I'm not going to leave my team behind. So no. He said, not until you put me in that ambulance. Not until the clock hits zero. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is actually insane. Um, but, man, I love this. The uh, This is going to be a huge matchup between Absolutely. the Lions offense, which has a bunch of young, talented players who just love to score. Yeah, Jamison Williams, first like touchdown James back Williams. from injury. So, Jamison Williams, you got two targets last week. Only one he caught. Took for a touchdown. And we were talking about him right two weeks ago, about how he only played 11% of snaps. They're definitely easing him in. I can't wait to see what happens when this kid starts getting, like, 10 targets a week. And you got Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, it is pretty incredible. But, you know, then you also have Jamal Williams, 14 touchdowns. This guy has five touchdowns, five games where he has two touchdowns. Or more. That, it, unbelievable. And, and one with three. I mean, when you're looking at what Dan Campbell is doing, it's like he's literally playing Madden. He just doesn't care what happens on the defense. And then he's just like, let's go score. He's just having fun. That's what this whole Detroit team is all about. But that being said, I am going with the Jets in this one. I think that Mike White just showed why he could be the potential future starter of this team, which is mm -hmm. like, I'm out there doing everything I can to help this team win despite yeah. the injuries, despite whatever else is going on. And uh, I think teams will rally behind that. I also think that the Lions benefited last week from a weak, uh, weak Vikings defense. Um, and the Jets are not the same as the Vikings. Their passing defense is much better. Uh, they arguably have the best cornerback duo in DJ Reed and yeah. Sauce Gardner at the moment. And I think that this is an opportunity um, – for the for this hot start for this hot you know Lions team going on to kind of cool off for a moment and for the Jets to kind of get back on track. We talked about it a little bit ago in the Dolphins Bills. Uh, this is a tough division. Yeah, um, you know Patriots are are chomping at the bits. The Jets went from first to last right now. You know there's a, they gotta they gotta get another win to kind of keep themselves in the hunt in the AFC East and to stay alive in the playoff race right now. 
So the the Jets right now, I'm going with them. I think the defense is going to carry them to a win. As I see this as a must win for them if they really want to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. So I I liked Detroit. You know, um, like you you just kind of sold me on the Jets here. I I'll go and switch my pick to the Jets because you know my thing was uh, I I was coming in I'm like debating and I really liked. You know, like I said, there's a lot of potential on the Lions' offense. We just saw it last week. They stepped up against Minnesota. Um, but like you said, the pressure, you're at home, you're in New York. The AFC East, we keep talking about it, is so competitive. Everybody's trying to get into the AFC playoffs. The Detroit Lions, they are hot right now. I would yeah. not be shocked if they pull the upset. But Wouldn't like, surprise me. But with the, with the minus one to the Jets... I'm like, I'm going to go with them because there's something that's giving them a little something. something. It's giving them a little advantage. So, um, and I will, I will go with the, um, the overall in 44. I, I do think this is going to be one of those weird Lions games where it's like in the mid 20s for both teams. All right. I like it. Let's keep this moving along. We have the New York Giants making their way to Washington to take on the Commanders. Washington's favoring this one by minus four and a half, over under here of 40 and a half. These teams just saw each other a few weeks ago. Uh, Giants are coming off of a tough loss. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that that was rough. Uh, you know, I, I was praising Jalen Hurts before because it's true. He's just been playing so good this season. But what he, he didn't have to do that to my Giants last week the way he did. Um, you know, it looks like um, with the Giants, it's obvious that, um, you know, they're missing Wandell Robinson, Tony, and uh, Shepard. And, you know, it kind of it kind of sucks that Kadarius Tony's in Kansas City because he's not really doing too much out there. And you know, it, it the Giants literally have no receivers right now. Um, however, getting Bellinger back is pretty big, both for the run game and uh, for um, just overall receiving goal line, everything like that. They're really in need of these weapons now. Washington obviously has advantages of having you know Brian Robinson, Gibson. They have you know John Dotson. Um, you know, Curtis Samuel and McLaurin. Um, so I there's a huge advantage when it comes to the offense. Now, the defense of the Giants, uh, Aziz Ajulari, he's had four games since being back. He has four sacks. Kayvon Thibodeau has been pressuring. Uh, then you got Dexter Lawrence, who's having a Pro Bowl year, Leonard Williams. I think that the Giants, you know, need to take advantage of the trenches and need to take advantage of the offensive line. They're going to need to do what they did a couple weeks ago and start to get after Heineke. Um, these teams just played um, literally like two weeks ago and tied. So a lot is on the line, both 7-5-1. and one. Washington's favored by 4.5. Now, I want to know how you feel about that. Um, I I would I would take the spread here. I would go with the Giants. Uh, I think that – but I, I do think that Washington's going to win, sadly, uh, as much as I don't want to pick them. I, I think – they they got not only do they just play you guys they they're coming off of a buy so not only do they're like okay this is what yeah, the giants yeah. got now we get to rest oh the giants take this huge loss yeah the you giants. know they take this embarrassing loss and now we get to just play them so for me it's like yeah. everything went Washington's way going into this and now what they can just back it up with is their stout defense like they have been all season and then just a solid offensive output I think what we saw from the Giants last week was just like really really tough to see it was like watching old Daniel Jones to some extent like old Giants where it's like yeah. garbage time scores are not getting Saquon going at all so for the Giants you got to get him going this week if you want to have a chance to stick around in it if you don't it's going to be similar to the Eagles where it's just like you might not necessarily be in that hole but you just don't ever feel like your offense is getting going because yeah. there's no big play opportunity 
But the Giants, for me, it's it's about Saquon in the offensive line. I mean, Daniel Jones, they started six and one, and now they're five one, and five and one. I mean, that is not what you want to do when it comes down to it. It's it's just it's kind of weird because with Jones taking all these sacks, his eighteen sacks in the last four weeks, um, in the last six weeks, and then so that's three a week. And then he's got eight in the last two weeks. That's four over the last two weeks. And then you got Barkley, like you said. Sean said if if the Giants can get him going. I do believe in the Giants this week. There's so much on the line. I think that Brian Dable will coach his way out of this one. Um, And, um, you know, Saquon just needs to get more than nine carries. I mean, nine carries for 28 yards. I understand that they were down to possessions, but you have to be able to get him going. Offensive line, let's uh, step up and get to the playoffs or you're going to be out of there real quick. All right, let's see who's moving along in our good games. We have the Cincinnati Bengals making their way to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Cincinnati's favorite this by minus 3.5, over under here of 44. Uh, Buccaneers got embarrassed last week by the 49ers. Like, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely embarrassed. That was, like, really brutal to see. Actually kind of sad. It was just like they had no... That looked like the best game of the 4 o'clock window. <laughs> I know, and it just was absolutely terrible. And uh, I think that the Bengals might do something similar to them this week. So I'm going with the Bengals. I think that the passing defense of the Buccaneers has just been not good. And Jamar Chase last week, 10 catches on 15 on fifteen targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Obviously, Tyler Boyd got a little bit banged up with a finger injury. Uh, and T. Higgins as well. So hopefully they're both back uh, in this game to help him out, but Joe Mixon being back was a huge boost to the Bengals. It just kind of dominated the game last week against the, the Browns. I think this is a game where they're gonna they're gonna make a statement win against the Buccaneers. And yeah. I think I think Tampa Bay right now it's okay to hit the panic button a little bit because it's not looking great. No, yeah, it's it's not looking good. Six and seven for them. I mean the Bengals need to make a statement if they want to be one of the more respected teams in the playoffs, they're gonna have to be 10-win team, and they already got nine. So I'm looking at this as an easy way for them to do that. Um, like Sean said, Jamar Chase, definitely a huge factor. The Bucks are great at stopping the run. Their defense has been a factor that keeps them in games this season. But I got to say, man, you know, Joe Mixon is a solid running back. They're going to use him as much as they can, I feel like, like the way they did against Carolina a couple weeks ago. Um, and, you know, the Buccaneers right now, the worst rushing offense. They are having about 70 Two yards per game. I don't see this as a way they can control the clock. This definitely formulates into a big Cincy game plan. Um, and, you know, Jamar Chase, I just want to say, you know, everybody knows I love him. But he's got 2,200 yards and 76 yards and 20 touchdowns so far. And he and Randy Moss the only people to do that before their 23rd birthday. This kid, this week, this is one of those weeks where he starts catching up on the yards that he, he missed with injuries. He's seeing his buddy Justin. I was about to say, let's, let's, see if can, let's see if we can catch up to JJ by year three um, breaking all those records. I'm shocked it's only a three and a half point spread. Um, I kind of like the under in this one in a weird way at 44 yeah, because I so don't do I. think Tampa is going to do well. Since these defense have been stepping up, uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard coming off the edges have been great. Logan Wilson has been excellent, um, you know, but it's going to be a very good, a very good. Big statement, I think, for Joe Burrow to beat Tom Brady the first time he faces him. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I do think that this is the Bengals game. When I say like a dominating game, this could also just be like 21-10 kind of game. And it's just yeah. like the 
it's a low scoring game, but the Buccaneers were never really in it at, <laughs> yeah. at all. So that's, just like last week, <laughs> exactly. That's why I can say this. All right, let's let's move this into our only game of the week, despite there being so many games. Yeah, but we have the Tennessee Titans making their way to L.A. to take on the Chargers. L.A. is currently favored in this one by minus three forty-seven over under uh, on this one. Henry dominated. Um, before his two fumbles last week. Yeah, this is going to be, you know, we were talking about that. He's going to have to start getting going early or the Chargers are going to put them in a tough spot. Uh, Chargers defense, uh, you know, we were talking about how there's so many injuries, but obviously with Derwin James, Kaloe Mack, uh, they can make two attack of Aloha look uh, pedestrian. And uh, they're doing the same thing this week, I feel like, with Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, they're going to have to disrupt him. They're going to have to stop the run game. And they're going to have to score very fast to make sure that yep. they're able to, um, you know, make sure Derrick Henry's not a problem for them. Um, both teams, seven and six, both uh, potential playoff teams, probably LA through the wild card, probably Tennessee through their uh, division Just winning, winning yeah. you know. Uh, but I must say, um, I, the way that Mike Williams is healthy, that Keenan Allen is healthy, this is now the Chargers that we were expecting at the beginning of the season. When they have both of them on the field and they're both healthy, this is a really, really scary Chargers team. Yeah. I want to see a little bit. Eckler has been such a great running back all year, despite them being the third worst rushing offense. And it's purely because of what he does in the passing game and what he offers out of the backfield. I would love to see him rush for over 100 yards in this game. Um, just because I think it's very manageable against yeah. the Titans defense. Um, I'm going with the Chargers. I just think that when they're healthy, when they got all their offensive weapons, it's a really, really scary team, and it's really, really yeah. hard to beat. If they're able to get Joey Bosa in time with maybe like one or two games before to have, yeah, before the playoffs, to just sort of get him back into shape Jeez. fully, all of a sudden I think we're going to start to look at the Chargers, despite not having J.C. Jackson, who got mm -hmm. out for the season, and maybe saying like this Joey Bosa-Khalil Mack duo can carry them. Yeah. To a, to a deep playoff run with the way that this offense plays. So they're getting healthy and are starting to get right offensively and defensively at the right time this late in the season. They might not win the AFC West. They probably won't win the AFC West. But they can get into the playoffs right now. The AFC is going to be a freaking bloodbath for those last four spots. Oh, my God. But there Imagine is a playoffs where you got Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, and Herbert, Herbert oh all on the God. same side. All these Jeez. young quarterbacks. All these young and quarterbacks. Ryan, and Mr. Ryan Tannehill. But I'm going to say this. Tennessee, they're going to keep this one close. I think that reflects with the three points. But I don't see them running away with this. Um, Agreed. I, I kind of see L.A. going down in the beginning and coming back. I like a kind of the story. I like that, yeah. Um, but I got to say, you know, this is a, you know, this is a really good chance for LA to make a statement in the AFC. The Titans, they kind of make the same statement every year. They're like, we are going to win our division, probably knock off somebody in the playoffs and lose, but we're going to do it. But that's what we do. That's the Vrabel way. That's what he does as a head coach. But let's see if the Chargers can get a win here because I want to see them in the playoffs. I've been saying it for like three years now. Yeah. Uh, I think Sean's I like, this This takes just got to pay off eventually. And it's like, it's like one of those takes that like the Dolphins won paid off. But yeah. this has been like one of those ones where it's like every season I look at the roster, every single offseason with the Chargers, I'm like, God, look at this. Look at this roster. Yeah. Like, how do you not have fun with this roster? How do you not win games with this roster? And then every single season, it's like 
injuries or, or random weird losses and stuff like that. And I just, they're this close. They're just so close to being and it's always about on the health, right side. And now they're finally getting yeah, healthy so, again. <laughs> so it's like, let, let's let's get the win, Chargers. About, let's get in the playoffs. Who gets more rushing yards, Henry. Eckler or Henry? <laughs> Henry. Henry. I, I wanna, who gets more receiving yards, Eckler or Henry? Oh, Eckler. <laughs> Without question. The, but, the real question is who gets more receiving yards, Williams or Allen? Williams. <laughs> I, li- I like that. That wouldn't surprise me because Allen's going to get the touchdowns. I think, yeah, I think Allen is the targets, touchdowns, get the first down guy, and then Mike Williams, uh, I'm sorry, Allen does that, and then Williams is just the, oh, God, go, go throw Let's just 40 the yards field. and then maybe like two five-yard passes and a lot of like three for 50. Yeah, you got to love that. He's happy with that. But uh, that's yeah. all the time that we have. Thank you for listening for tuning in. ton of games this weekend. Cannot stress this enough. Yeah. Check your fantasy lineups in advance. We got games on Saturday kicking off at 1 o'clock. Make sure you have no there's any football flexes like that. If you did already, you're screwed because it's Friday. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, enjoy this weekend. Got a whole weekend in. Um, I'm very excited to present that we are on Spotify, Just Saying Football, uh, Just Saying Football on YouTube, uh, also JustSayingFootball.com, and Just Saying No GWJS on Instagram for all your updates. Uh, and then go check us out next week for week 16. Week 16. Week oh my 16. God. Enjoy.